I am proud to present Ezra and Keith in Cinemush. Thank you for tuning in. They are about to smush. Are you ready? Speaking of instincts. <laughs> Basic. Oh. oh. I wish we'd watched that. We'll, we'll do that. Is that 95 too? No, it's 92. 92. Because remember, Showgirls was 95. He can't make two movies in one year. I forgot. Oh, my God. I always forget he did both. Yeah. And Starship Robo- Troopers. Robocop. Robocop. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, what? Okay, we're going fully. <sighs> okay, so, like, we just I'm, watched. I just want to say I'm quivering. Can I just start off by saying I'm quivering still? Oh, that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad. I was. I haven't gauged. Yeah. You know, we're being we're being so aloof watching this movie, but I'm I'm really excited. But so so it was for, like watching. For, hold on. For okay. those at home, we just watched. This is what we just watched. I hope it focused to it. Can you see it? Crash for our Crash. Listeners. 1995. The beautiful Criterion DVD. Oh, sweetie, and it's Blu-ray. Don't get it twisted. Sorry, Do not get it twisted. You're, you're, such you're, a one, of, you're one of those who you're like, it's all DVDs. No, it's actually not. DVDs, 480p. It's all video. Blu-ray, 1080. It's all tape. 4K, 2160. It's all what? Well, I know, the ra- tape. I know the ratios, but when it comes to something like that, I'm like, that's People a DVD. Just turned, everyone just turned that's off a when C- they heard that, me say that. That's a CD-ROM. Yeah, the quivering stopped now, FYI. You no, just bring made it, bring it back. Bring it back. Think about, think about pussy. Think about that. all the pussy in that movie. But um, go really Speak. just we haven't spoken. But this is literally we just finished the movie and p- turned this on. So like, what are you thinking? Yeah, this is a new concept episode where we watch a movie together. Yeah, and then jump right into the pod. I think we'll do that more often. I think it's very fun. I know because I I really was like because you can talk in the abstract of your memory of a film, but none of the films we've talked about so far, eh, except maybe Blonde, I just seen. Had I like recently had been in my mind. Should know? we go do you want me to go deep immediately? Yes. Okay. So I just thought I knew I knew I know that blew this out, whatever. That's continue. Fine. That's for me Everybody. to deal with tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> but so the first time my parents already know this story, so it's okay. But the first time I ever watched pornography. Yes. I was eleven. Yeah, I was, went I to was a friend's 11, house. Oh, oh wow, it was communal. And he was like, "Let's watch." Like, and I'd never. I mean, I grew up like watching very risque films with my parents and stuff like that. Yeah, which is crazy. Which is crazy. I mean, not. Laure, do you know Laurel Canyon? I know it. The, the place. Cholodenko movie. Oh, with my Francis God, McDormand. Of course. My mom, my sister, and I watching that. When I was like seven That's or eight. That's so weird. That's so weird. It's. I was telling you that in. What was that? The first episode. I was telling you like. It was open in my house growing up. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm clenched. But it's interesting that. It wasn't opening in a way that felt inviting to you. Because we would have a different situation. So Exactly. So continue. You you didn't finish the story. Was it, that it gets kind of dark, so I'm not going to tell the entire story. I well, <laughs> but basically, like, 
I think about me submitting myself to you. You know, I'm very impressionable. I give I give naive sometimes. Me too. So Before imagine life. a little a little eleven year old me going to a friend's house, thinking I'm gonna play some video games or whatever the fuck kids do. And he's like, Look at this. And you gagged. Yeah. So So what was the video? Is this like I can't remember. Some vintage some some current two thousand style kind of just like yeah, two yeah. thousands. Girl getting fucked. Pre four K. Yeah. No, you love your four K. Yeah, it was giving camcorder porn. We love that. S- yeah, I can't really remember except You can't remember the details of what was on screen. Uh, but it's why first I don't porn I video don't... I watched myself. I remember the frames of it perfectly. Yeah. Perfectly. It's the so difference like, between wh- you and me though. For me it was an emotional experience. For you, it is the like, sexual experience and a visual experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't watch. I don't watch. You I don't almost watch porn. never you watch, don't porn. watch porn. Almost never. I shouldn't be surprised. Why am I acting I like I'm surprised? I shouldn't be. I'm not proud of it necessarily. I mean, I think people have it, especially these days. The relationship to porn people have. Yes. Is I would expect you were on some like. I follow OnlyFans that I really like the content and I want to support them and like, <laughs> and it's very 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 wholesome and and yeah. and, and you know, it, and you're not like oh god support th- the girls this girl probably got her throat slit after being you know especially like back in two thousand whatever mature really zwak really zwak it was honestly less dark when it was super productioned right in the seventies yeah. because yeah. rem- remember in um, Boogie Nights. When it when they get to the eighties, mm-hmm. and they're like, no, no one wants stars, no one wants production. We got videotape and kids off the street, and it just we, and, it, and that's kind of like the turn. Yeah, two thousands really is like the end of that, the decadent period of that kind of porn. Really scary. Um, so I'm picturing, I'm picturing just like a girl in a garage, with like her schoolgirl skirt torn up. Like, no, up. thankfully, thankfully, I've never come across those types of things, and in that. The moment so the was story like we're talking with big about. Fake tits. Period. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Especially for eleven year olds. Um Yeah. You're like, I want biggest booby possible. You know, that makes sense. I think you go right to the top. Which is of course where I started with like the mu- like the super muscly yeah. porn. You're like the Sean Cody, if you know if you've ever heard mm-hmm. that. Bromo. Wow. Okay. Uh, Men.com. Corbin Fisher. What's Bellamy? Aaron he Bruiser? Aaron, huh? Aaron Bruiser is that his name? I don't know who that is. There, there's well, listen. I'm, I've got something for you after this. Oh Jesus! Okay, Aaron Bruiser. I imagine that's a gigantic cock. Well, because my friends Michael and Yao, you know, we lived together, and Yao mm-hmm. would Yao would educate me. He showed me some things. I only watch porn that's with crazy. friends. Let's put it like that. Wow. <laughs> Not really, but you know. That's crazy. I've seen. Just about enough for multiple lifetimes, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. More mm-hmm. than I'm sure you've seen things I, n- I never even want to know exist. I'm not uh, by accident seen seen thumbnails of re- uh, sure, and been like, oh Jesus Christ, I didn't need to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as like full on watching, I've haven't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The one that really scarred me a little bit. Well, there's a, this is actually a great story. 
We're going to get to... This is all, by the way, all of this is relevant. 100%. I mean, people have been listening. This is all is right. this a sex podcast now? You know, I would say that any film podcast that doesn't get there... 100%. Are you going, are you going deep enough? Do you know well, what I mean? Is it an industry built off of people's bodies? Yes. At the end of the day? Is, it, is the selling of it inherent to selling sexuality? Yep. As a commodity? Exactly. Yes. Um, but anyway, one time I did fully watch a video of two guys homemade <laughs> um, where they were injecting and snorting meth. Um, and I started the video not realizing that was going on. And then I was so, it was l- car crash. Uh-oh, tie-in. Like watching a train crash, you couldn't, I couldn't take my eyes away. And then, funny enough, it has a happy ending. Because when I looked in these videos' comments, I see the publisher. And this video was posted three years ago or something. And, and this was posted like a month ago. And he was like, hi, glad this, I, I am keeping this video up. I'm glad a lot of you are still really loving it. Just so you know, me and Brian are both clean and sober for a year and a half. I was like, <laughs> oh, that's actually really nice. Wow. But I learned how how some gay men have like sex parties and do meth. They do it in a very specific way, where you bake lines of crystal in the oven on like a glass on some glassware. Um, no, 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 no. Rewind. You just put the lines of the meth on the glassware, and then you get these special glass tubes, and you blowtorch one end. And you press it to the powder and it smokes it like, you know, smokes it, mm. makes it. And then you breathe in the smoke through the, with your, through your nostril, through the little glass tube. Of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only well, That's people... what they were doing. They said there was, it was slamming. They were slamming meth. That's, that's what that action is. That's how I would describe it. Probably. That feels accurate. What is <laughs> what? slamming it? Like if you're like doing all that work and then shoving it, basically the smoke up your nose, that. I would call that slamming. The mm. only people I so you know, agree with the terminology. Terminology. The only people I know who have done meth are gay men. Well, obviously. Well, I have by accident. Oops. <laughs> Which is that's the classic story. Everyone has that like yeah. for you know, where it's just like it's cheaper and we you know you can cut it into the molly and just kind of be like and someone cool. just hands you something and then five minutes later they're like oh by the way I heard yeah. I've had that happen to me. This was this was someone who who didn't think it was meth and then. That night happened. We were like, Jesus Christ. And then my friend saw them on their campus like three weeks later. And then they were like, oh, my God. Um, we actually tested that stuff. It was like mostly math. We were like, yeah, we actually kind of figured that one out. Because um, what we experienced was not <laughs> Molly, friends. It was like. <sighs> <laughs> it was like <sighs> yeah. Okay. This is the point where I veer it back yes. to <laughs> the matter at hand. Because. Off, off. Off pod, I'm going to ask you about your meth. Your <laughs> the gay friends. That We're going to talk about just that. Just answer this quickly. Do you know people who have elected to do meth? Yes. Woo! Okay, we're going to talk about that. But anyway. Yes, sir. Yeah, and we don't need and to talk about the, the hard drugs in our lives. But it'll it can come up sometimes. Eventually. This is ep three. Ep five. This is ep four. But I like the four. Three, five. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm open about it. I have nothing to hide. We love it. We love it. I'll get there. I I'm promise I'll get there. Eventually. Just you can tell your parents like don't listen to this. Episode. I tell my parents they know it all. It's not even about my parents. Same. So they know everything. So what is it? I mean, they know most things. 
They know the they know the stuff that I'm not saying right now. Okay. Mostly. Well, but uh, subscribe to the podcast if you want to end up hearing more about that. But wait till we get on Patreon and OnlyFans. When we get on OnlyFans, it's over. It's over. The things I'm gonna say on there. We better get money. I know. The parts of my body I'm gonna show. We're gonna we're gonna be like jokingly like post fun nudes to promote the podcast, but it's gonna get serious. Stay tuned for our promo photo shoot coming mm. soon. Mm-hmm. Coming soon. I like that. Get into it. We we're doing everything kind of backwards. We start the podcast before we, and, and then you just kind of forces you through the door and everything. Absolutely comes after. And we're gonna stay consistent. We're oh, gonna yeah. we're gonna keep it coming. Easy, easy. And then we're gonna. Neither have of us are leaving this our our town anytime soon. Even if we did, we'd find a way. We would still do it. Yeah, hundred percent. Right. People do it on Zoom. Yeah, but so we just watched Crash. <laughs> yeah, so porn for the first time. You why just, were you t- tell me why you were telling that story? Because well, because I believe probably I can't remember, but in that moment, it was eleven year old quivering, so it was much more slamming than quivering. <laughs> And but also quivering because it's like this is not something I expected to happen. I'm in a a setting where I'm like, I thought I, again I was gonna go play a game, and it was a whole different game. And today I knew I'm coming to your apartment. We're watching your big ass, technically proficient projector, mm-hmm. and so I knew I was in. And it's you, so I know I'm in for something. Mm-hmm. And so. And I'm twenty, and I'm older. The libido is different. Oh, so than, than eleven. It's a you were like I'm older than you, and I'm like, is that actually true? When's your birthday? <laughs> March. Yeah, you're older than me. That's July. It, that's what I thought. Anyway, it gives that. Oh, thank you. You, you give like creep, give older you and give wiser. creepy older cousin. Oh yeah. 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 And I'm I love the youngest it. I love cousin. It. I'm the oldest. <sighs> I was always the baby. But that makes sense too, actually. I'm, I'm no, I'm pretty much the youngest on both sides. The youngest is the by, cra- by the one craziest, or two. I think sometimes. <sighs> Depending on the family, I think the youngest can really be. It depends. Depending who, I mean, for cousins, it's it's different. But anyway, so I'm sitting in your bedroom, mm-hmm. and you have your big ass projector, a screen that's just too big Great. for that room. No, it's perfect. It's consuming. Exactly. It's absolutely consuming. Exactly. You it, it, it recreates sitting in that theater, and it's like this is all I can see. No, I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. I thought you were trying to. Sh- and this is the first time I really experienced it. I mean, we were watching. true. We played around with it, but this is the first full film you've yeah. seen on it. And I was high. I'm sober yeah. right now. Yes, you are. Yeah. You've had you've had wh- three quarters of a sign, or I, I had the other quarter of yours. By the way, you didn't finish yours. I did. No, you didn't. I threw mine away. I recycled mine. You came back from the bathroom and recycled it, right? While you were in the bathroom, I drank the rest. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I sipped it and it was empty, and I, d- I guess I thought there was more in it. it there was, there was, but I drank it anyway. Continue. So off of three quarters of this cider, feeling crazy, singing, but sitting in your little windowless room. Mm-hmm. Do you you don't and you don't pay less in rent, right? Yes, I do. Okay, thank God. I do. Thank mm-hmm. God. A lot less than 
the yeah, others and, and, yeah. and a little less than Pete. Okay, that's good because I was worried that wasn't true. That would be that'd be kind of fucked up. <laughs> that'd be really fucked up. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Um, but so sitting in this little room, distance between us, for better or worse. You're, yeah, we're on either side of the projector. And would you have rather been hand in hand? Just, just know face. I think to we're face. almost there. I think we're almost to the point where we can cuddle watching cinematic, you know, basically porn, mm-hmm. and we're have it not there. be like. Well, I think I'd find that a little too titillating. I know. Mm. I'd have to like tuck it. And I wouldn't. Or... I wouldn't be able to give you what you wanted in that moment. I don't think. No, which 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 I would want like a really chafy head job. I love yeah. that sometimes. I mean, the palms are sweaty, so who knows how chafy it would be? But anyway. Period. <laughs> The palms are sweaty because of right now, just right now, not in that moment. They were bone dry in that moment, bone dry, but other parts were probably sweaty. Anyway, these planes come on screen after the long opening credit sequence. Credit sequence. Yeah. These planes come in letters flying through the void. and I'm like, Oh, I thought this was a movie about car crashes. Why are all these planes here right now? Mm-hmm. I mean, they were beautiful planes, whatever. I mean, small, I don't, really know anything about planes and then there's this woman it's not holly hunter it's a larger blonde woman and an icon she whips out her breast and rubs it on does the wing of the plane out or does she slowly she tugs carefully it out. take it out it's not that abrupt is it i don't she know if kinda, i call it careful she kind of just it's very it's very protracted. It's not. It's not quite. You know, and her not, her body in the planes. It's almost like a like those you know the sex sells car ads, like a sexy woman with a car trying to you know mm-hmm. dancing around it, mm-hmm. playing at a car show or whatever. It's kind of that, but exposing it further for what it is of like these beautiful planes and a woman just like actually exposing herself. Placing her breast on the ice cold metal yeah. surface. It's really. In a way that it's much more like disquieting than tantalizing. It's not tantalizing for crying out loud, which. I was going to bring that up eventually because I know surprisingly. <laughs> a lot of people when Titan came out were like, crash, crash, and which disgusts me. Because you, you don't like Titan. I really Titan. don't like Titan. I don't know why you don't like. Because seeing Titan and knowing you, it feels like it could almost be. On your list, yeah, it's close. I think that's why. Just like for you, when something is so up your alley, your standards get higher. And I didn't realize that. I mean, like when it, we can. I mean, should I bring Titan in now? Maybe I can. I like. Was it was so already done with that I was gonna love that movie. There was not a cell in my body that was like, well, I'm not gonna like this. And then I and I watched it at the festival premiere with huge crowd. Honestly, that might have been what killed it. Because really? the way everyone was reacting was so mindless and thoughtless and just being like, Oh yay, I'm being provoked and, but and I love that and, and, and I was so like there's no reason behind like none of you have any thought as to why you're enjoying I mean because I found the whole that whole film like very empty 
And then the director talked about it, and I was like, oh, it is. She was basically just like, yeah, I had these dreams, and I kind of like thought they were going to be two films, and I kind of like made them into one, and I wrote the script backwards. And I'm like, well, yeah, it feels like that, because it just falls apart to me. Mm. And then the second half is when they're supposed to be emotional core, and you just stomped all over any emotional core in the first half. I was kind of in for the first half. And then it just fumbled, fumble, fumble, fumbled that shit. I kind of felt the opposite way about Titan. Of course you did. You liked the you liked the the, the half fa- with the the father son relationship. So protracted. Really I found that so forced. And every sequence, most a lot of the sequences in the film I've seen before. And a lot of that film, I was like, oh, okay, I know what this next thing's gonna be. Yep, there you go. There it is. The father's di- love. The father's love is really what I found it. I, I just mean. felt I felt nothing. I felt absolutely I mean, nothing. I was so weirded out by that movie. I was so ready for I it think to it be. It was cute. I, I needed it to stay really cynical. It, it, to bring that in halfway through, it just I was I was like, you have not earned any of this. This is a different different movie. What are you doing? But it's not just no. I don't. I mean, I don't think it was something that needed to be earned because. Don't you like that? I feel like that's something you would like where it's it's giving one thing. It's giving this one crazy yes. thing. And suddenly, it you're ex- this one character's deep, deep kind of trauma is mm-hmm. exposed and is being manipulated and you're not sure why or how it's being manipulated. Mm-hmm. And you're figuring out kind of as it comes what he knows. You know, is does he really think this guy... Person is his son. lost son, yeah. And what is that really? Because you fit that emotion feels really raw, and I don't know that it's something that needed to be earned because the surprise of it and the way they handle it. Spoiler alert: when it's re- it's like he doesn't care. Yeah, not at all. That was one of my. I like that. My favorite part in the movie when it's like. Or like that. When he like because if it's an American director, most likely when he finds out. He gets violent, or you know, there has to be this narrative. Mm-hmm. Where, but I like that it's clearly like that was never the point. I never cared if matter. you were the real yeah. person or not. Like that was real. I was like, thank God, thank God they did that there. And the cuteness of his love, like, I don't know, it's nasty, but like the injections were cute to me. The <laughs> wait, I mean, the dancing was really cute. The dancing scene uh, was my least favorite scene. The dad's dancing, not. That was dancing so, on the fire truck. That was my one of the best scenes of the film. Of course. Um, of course. But there's, once again, I found that film a lot of really great pieces that none of them had a reason to be in the film together. That's where it fell apart for me. It, it was like, trying to, pieces were great, and then just... You, you end with some kind of logical conclusion that... Yeah, it's a lot. Of, it, it, it's acting as if it's super illogical and crazy. But by that point in the movie, I'm like, "Well, this is what we've been waiting for, and that's it. We've expected this scene from the whole movie, and and now that that's okay." Like, and it, and especially at being a Cronenberg head, to see those themes thrown in with no care or respect for them, what they actually mean, so lazily, really pissed me off. What the whole body mechanical collision, biological technology becoming one. Um, there's so many ideas there that have 
and, and to basically just throw in the images and then do nothing else. And then have your actual story be about, like, belonging. I love that because, honestly, I don't care. There is no logic to that in my mind. There is no, like, messaging you can achieve or philosophy you can achieve with some heady bullshit. Like, what does it mean for her to fuck this fire engine right now? What does it mean for her to fuck this car and get pregnant by this car? What I want in those movies often is, like, don't get wrapped up in it. Because sometimes it's better to not get wrapped up in it, throw it out the window, and move on to something that's more human. It can. But, but because it, can to it, me, I need it. Any crash gets away with it, right? I think oh, in yeah. my mind, crash does actually achieve because it is so hyper-focused. You could argue that it's, t- it's, basking, it's basking in that too much because it is so spare, right? It's basking in this theme that I don't know that it earns that length of a movie because it is kind of repeating itself. Mm-hmm. So that's one way to do it. it. Cycles, yeah. A way to fail at it that Titan could have been is like, let's get deeper into it and try to, you know, not explain it, yes. but like, yeah. you know, make it pay off for the viewer. And instead of just, I'd rather you throw it out the sure. window and do something. I, I'm okay with that. It's I'm okay with that. I think. Um, it's one of those where the situ- the circumstance in which I saw that movie. It's always about circumstance. It's true. Yeah. Well, it only it always is, and especially because like I had been so hyped as one of my f- the ones of the few that I was seeing at the festival that I was like, "This is gonna be like me." And, yeah. And Josh came, and we we saw it together. We both had the same response, and we were both so excited. Both worshipped her first film, Raw, which is perfect ninety conceptually great really goes there um yeah and, and and i and i and then this is the classic you know sophomore um to do take too big of a bite kind of a movie which i can love but this one felt like i think feeling it patting itself on the back for being like aren't i so out there when i'm like i've seen things today that were more provoking than this you know, I had seen Benedetta that day, which ended up being my favorite film of that year. Um, and but that's your boy, so it's like oh, that's my boy, and he and but he kicked it out of the park, and and I think it was tough to see something because Benedetta is a movie that is genuinely provoking, but doesn't overstate it. it. It's almost like in the Verhoeven way, it's just kind of like LOL, whatever, and it's so intriguing because of that. And then to see something that's the opposite, that's like, look how provoking I'm being, and out there, and I'm like. No, you're not. No, you're not. I've seen, like, you're, you're, re- I don't know, you're doing a weird Tarantino thing, like, I don't know. For me, it's that's how I feel about every movie you show me, and I have to, like, kind of abandon that to enjoy it. Because I'm like, oh, look, they're fucking, they're killing each other, they're, you know, there's this violence, there's this sex, and it's just shoving it in my face, and the only way for me to enjoy it is to pretend like it's not being shoved in my face and to try to appreciate the artistic value beneath that shock factor which is there for some of them like trouble every day trouble your days i think crash has it yeah it's a good cast it stays with you it's a good cast and everyone in that cast said we know exactly what fucking movie we're in yeah Especially 100%. Deborah Kara Unger, you were mentioning it. We're back to 
her in the, in the hangar. She sets, she tells you what the movie's going to be. Describe the clip you showed me from Cam before we started recording. Should I play at least the mic? Is that a... It's 28 movie? seconds. Play it, play it. Yeah, why not? Play it quietly. Because it's, it is interesting. Um, Alright. I want, I haven't seen the whole press conference. Because that's going to lead me back to the first scene. Totally. Yeah. Oh, don't do that Twitter clip thing where the audio cuts out. Awkward. Okay. No, because the Twitter app is. Wait, why does it cut out? Well, it's because I turned my phone. Okay, everyone, we're cutting that out into this part. Until this part. Alright, Okay, he asked, so he asked... Okay. Pause it. He asked Cronenberg... Describe the clip. Was If there was... Uh, why is there no male frontal nudity? Um, and was that a contractual thing that you, that you couldn't do? Um, and Cronenberg was like, just start saying, like, I don't think that was thought of. And then James Spade was like, I can answer that. And, he, and he's smoking a cigarette and he has sunglasses on. He leans in and he goes, well, I think it's more geographical. And all most of the scenes were fucking. And when you're fucking, you can't see the penis. Which is not completely true. No. Especially from some of those angles that we were talking about. No. They're having sex at. You could, you could have seen it. You'd see some things. Yeah. And that leads me back to the first scene. So in that first scene, you know, she is putting on this very, like, tantalizing, sexy display with the plain wing and her body. And this man comes up behind her. Just, just his feet. His Step feet, up to her feet. And then his slacks. And you see the pleats in his and pants. And then he kneels down. And it's it's a long time before you ever even see his face. Yes. So it's very pornographic in that way. Like yes. It's this all about this woman's body. You're and it's, not it, makes it, it makes it clear that she is the character and he is. But also it sexualizes her and does not sexualize him at mm-hmm. all. No. So to that point of mm-hmm. like there not being male frontal nudity and it being, because what you said is when we were talking about that, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you said the way the actors act and the characters portray their bodies is very sexualized yes. across the board. Yes. Yeah. But in that opening scene, not at all. No. And I think there's not. a lot of moments. I don't no. think it's I don't think the scenes are all I think there are some scenes where the men are sexy and sexualized in that way. But in a no, lot no, of them it's not balanced. Oh, oh, 100%. Yeah. I think usually um, it goes, the scenes go towards, like, you know, recreating a very um, recognizable pornographic image, and yet it's so much more drained of... It's so much more clinical and, like, distanced yeah. than you're used to looking at a, a naked woman in throes of passion it's so much more you know they're looking away there and it seems like a lot of the characters who are having sex like they're not quite engaging with each other like that they're kind of doing their own thing you know 
but and yet still visual, like as far as the like you know what the camera is seeing and showing it's much more female nudity like in every part of it but it's also not also it a lot of never crosses faces. the line yes a lot of female faces it doesn't cross the line into clear exploitation where basically like Every scene is just the whole woman is naked. Some often they're partly clothed, like sometimes they're mm-hmm. completely clothed. Um, and then in the scenes where anyone's completely naked, both of them are. You know, like in bed together. Yeah, I mean, and yes, she's facing the camera, right? There's a scene with Holly Hunter in the car where it opens with her holding the each seat of the front from the back. Yes. And you don't even see him. Yeah, you don't even, you don't even know where he is. Yeah, until and she gets over. he's fully clothed and she's barely clothed. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a crazy shot where, like, you see her biceps. Yes. Ugh. Yeah. Honestly, one of the few images that I really, that comes right to my mind, I think, of the movie is her. Like, that. Yeah. yeah. But this movie is just cars and sex. It is. That's all. And you know, the tagline in the original poster and the old DVD that I used to have just says, with dot dot dots, sex and car crashes. And I there love, it is. I love honesty. I'm a, would you call that a tagline, a logline? Tag, tag, yeah. Logline. That's what I want. Yeah. That's what I want. I want. Tell no, me what you have going don't on. Don't be cute. Don't be punny. <laughs> don't be like anything. Just tell me about it. Be straight up. So now, it, but we're, we're dancing around talking about really the, the film itself. I'm trying to the details of it, but like, I want to, do you want to, because I have, just this, go. Is, this is, I think, the fifth time I've seen this movie. Wow. And it's, now, it's like, you know, after you've seen something that many times, it's much less raw reaction, and, and it's really just, the ideas are, are lo- much louder, because you've, you know everything that happens in the movie and in which order, and now it's just time to like let the things float up. Oh gosh, and I had so many. I'm like now I'm trying to like yo 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 bring them up out of the depth. Um, something about, I mean, first of all, the aspect of the movie that is really not as much talked about that is the most compelling to me is that there seems to be some kind of uncontrollable higher power that the character that the character Vaughn kind of represents that is somehow controlling all systems of traffic in the world and that they're coming and going in response to what the characters are doing and that in this feeling of like fate and the quickness with which they just roll into this world with complete ease and not even questioning it. I mean, they never, none of the characters, especially the main two who are getting pulled into the world, they never ever say, this is getting a little scary or this is getting a little too much. You see it on their faces, but they don't feel like they have any other, they don't have the imagination to be like, well, maybe this is something we should stay away from. They're like, well, this is just what we're doing. This is just what we do. Yeah. You just keep going. Well, I saw that definitely as... I never... Th- I mean, there always feels, especially with movies like this, that there is some higher power at play. But 
it also just felt like circumstance, like just the way life presents, like you find people, like how do you find anybody? How do you find communities where it turns out you all have a shared interest? Yeah. You, you know, you build this relationship. Your like hobby. You, you find your hobby buddies. Because <laughs> I was like, what? Because he very much, in this in the first crash, he very much crashes into her and her husband. But she goes right through the windshield. Yeah. What? A, and the fact that she is already in, you, you know, she's already in this world. She knows she Vaughn knows. and everything. When her husband is killed, and it really only seems to bring her some kind of perverse satisfaction. Who was she driving, is rattled. Who's driving that scene? He was. So we can assume that he was in that world in some way too, I think. And that he wouldn't have swerved, like the way that all the other cars were swerving I think already, so. he wouldn't have swerved. He's like, here's an so. opportunity. Oh, 100%. So, yeah. 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 So I think that it's not, I don't know if it's necessarily, I think it's fate for sure. It's right? It's absolutely playing with fate. Yeah. But it's like, it's the way that when we think fate is there, there's just a level of probability and also us looking for it without subconsciously looking for it. Yeah. So, there's so many car crashes all the time. So when a car is zooming head on at me in my lane and I'm going right towards them and I'm the type of person who fucks with a car crash, I'm going to go straight into it. And if I fly through the windshield and my eye falls out and, and I did not have a seatbelt on. Of course I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, she did. Holly Hunter had a seatbelt on. Yeah. Because she did because they weren't planning it. She didn't think it was going to happen. Or something. Yeah. Because they only take the seatbelts off when they're like playing the game. Yes. When, as you say, yeah. Them, yeah. He, he does it. He's driving with Holly Hunter the first time they're about to go fuck for the first time. And it's his first time back driving. And wow, she's talking to him about everything in her gloved hand with a cigarette. All those symbols, the like very, very fetishized, like images that it's are so, so staged and so curated and so as i said before i guess off camera how much it feels like all the sex and everyone in it especially the women right because that always falls on the woman as far as like it's all about how i'm being perceived yeah. is in sexuality that they're posing perfectly so aware of how they're being seen so in control of that kind of look and then of course the whole fetish of it all of this car crash thing is about perception and recreation and and, and Vaughn's obsessive photographs and all of that um and 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 remember oh my oh my god there's a line in the fucking movie were you were you fantasizing were you having sex all those times in the in the airport parking lot imagining that Vaughn was photographing them like car crashes and she says yes and they felt like car crashes she says it gets me off to to imagine that he was photographing and then remember Vaughn was photographing their first time she said accidents, though, right? Car accidents, yeah, car accidents. Because it sounded so unnatural. Speaking of the unnatural thing, like there was certain language. Because a lot of oh, the, the language, the way they talk, crazy. the way they move. Yeah. The only thing for me that felt natural, but like it was screaming out. It only felt natural because it was screaming out in this unnatural setting, were the faces. James Spader's face. Yeah. Um. 
Vaughn's face. The fate. What's Deborah Kara Unger? Her face was really her and James Spader have the faces of the movie for me. Yes, they do. So it's almost like these faces enjoying, but also screaming out for help in this world that they're like was created around them and that they're their apartment. Their high rise that is just its only view is just endless serpentine highways. And her tears. Uh we need to talk about those tears. I need to talk about those tears. What did she not give the best performance in that film? Her and him. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just fixated on her. I mean I, 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 and Holly Hunter is my favorite of all of those people as a and performer. She tore. She tore, and then she just disappeared for like almost like a third of the movie. She's just gone. Yeah, the last you see of her is when they're in Vaughn's car. Her and Rosanna are in. And before that, we don't see her for a for long yeah. swath of time. Yeah. Which is, sorry, like, I don't really want to see a movie where I don't see her that often. She's, <laughs> She's a side character. She's, She's a supporting character. She's amazing. Can we talk about her in a mid-movie? The big sick. Have you ever seen that? I and she's amazing she's so in that movie. Good. She's amazing. Her, in that actually, movie. Ray Romano too. Her and Ray Romano They're really are good. So good. Yeah. They really. I mean, I've never seen her in something, but she's one of the ones. She's up there, like she's on the Tony Collette. Have you seen Broadcast News? Of course. Just check. I mean, because that's that's my favorite Holly Hunter performance. Yes. Yeah. No, but that's it's actually close with Crash, honestly. Yeah. Because it's so um, you you don't think of. It seems so against her, but she does it so perfectly. It ends up being more about... Just her first moment on screen of ripping the tit out. With such intense desperation, just locking eyes and never leaving and just just like... Marking him in a way. Yeah. Because it's like... Yeah. Now those things are associated. It's also just like, just in case you have this fetish that I have. Take a look. Seems at, even more take a look at my me. It seems like this. You are mine. You are my new. You you are joining us. It seems like almost like an initiation. That's like done with. As soon as yeah, you know, it feels so much more like certain to me. Because they are whole. Like I think when you after they make eye contact first. Yes. And she, and she sees stares. something in his. The look on his face. Yeah, and he's just sitting there like. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. He's a he's a creepy one, that James Spader. Have you seen Sex Lies and Videotape? Nope, and I haven't seen The Secretary either. Cause he is like, if there's not crazy sex in this movie, the OG I'm sex, not doing the OG it. Sex Lies and Videotape. The only one. They didn't read. No. I thought they redid it as a show. No. They redid. She's got to have it as a show. <laughs> Did you know that on Netflix? Of course I know that. Oh. And of course I've seen it. Oh, jeez, okay. And I wish I had it. But that's a story. I haven't seen it. I, I don't know. I'm thinking of the girlfriend experience. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm That was twisted. Because you told me that's the show and you love that show. The show's amazing. I haven't seen the movie. But it's also a Soderbergh movie, right? It's a Soderbergh movie. You. Yeah. Well, I just need to make sure that my brain is Sex still working. Sex Lies the Soderbergh's first movie. And it's what shot him to major success. It was like a, you know, it was like the movie that was the Sundance crossover. It was the first Sundance movie to go big and kind of create ever. Yes, nineteen eighty nine. Wow. That's what bust open 
Sundance and independent film being a commercial market. And That's then 1990 crazy. was the year of new queer cinema hitting Sundance, like a comet. It was like Poison and, and, and Poison by Todd Haynes and like whatever Jarman was out then, maybe The Garden um, and other things. Chuck, um, Chuck, and, Chuck and Buck. Um, and that movie. Um, Don't hit your mic in here. What the <laughs> fuck are you doing? Swoon, Swoon. The movie that, that recreates the. Um, reimagines the Leopold and Loeb, who the, the gay lover killers that uh, Rope is based on. Uh, but anyway, that's me. Yeah. But uh, yeah, James Spader loves to. Um, fuck. In, not, not just like some kind of supposed to be titillating movie. He likes movies about sex. That's like so much of his career movies about sex. Can we talk sex. about. Like some of my favorite female performers, why, why do they? Why do they want to do a, a Cronenberg thing? What's up with that? Why? One Gina Davis. Gina Davis. Holly Hunter. Yeah. On and on and on. It keeps going. Uh, because they must Julianne. they see the material. Julianne Moore. And he, when Cronenberg comes knocking, you you pick up the phone. I think it's a... You think he comes knocking? Yeah. That would be so... I would... If you if you knocked at the door right now... I would... I would cry. I would sob. And yeah. I, would, I would fall to my knees. And he would walk right past you and not give a fuck. And I would... He's here to see Peter. He's not here to see I, And I would say thank you, sir. Yeah. For even just being in the room with me. You're sick. I've been in the You're room so with him. Sick. And I really felt it. I was like, wow. I was, I, I was at the New York premiere of Crimes of the Future. Such a little, a little just like slurping. Him, it, it, with him, it's more than just respect and admiration. I'm like, you're inside my brain and body, and we are one. Why do you seek that out? Why do you seek that sick, twisted? I, I'm looking for people who aren't playing, like lying to themselves. I want to see people with truth on the mind. Why is it a lie to not do that? I just. I want to see someone look, looking for the same things that I look for, which is finding the truth in the muck, you know? What I would say is, I think, because when you say something like that, I'm like, oh, well, there's people who do what I love of the opposite. But I think what your, what it makes me think of is what so much of Hollywood movies are is you know, alluding to things, not going all the way, yeah. and pretending like they're not being sick, sexualized, fucked up monsters. Exactly. I want to see the person who admits it. It's like, and now let's 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 right. fully look at that as our so. If you're thing. giving me something that's on the spectrum, I agree with you. Like, don't pretend it's something else. Don't give me don't something that's it. don't give me something that is pretending to be like a. For everybody, like, you know, jovial, like, wide-ger thing when it's really... When such dark, violent sexuality just pops up and stuff like that so and often, and you're that. like, what the... Fuck? And behind the scenes, we know they're being oh, dark God. and up to yes. each other. Yes, which is why it gets, it gets up in there. So and I I'm looking for the filmmaker who's like, no, babe, that's front of mind. That's that's my fixation. That's yeah. all I ever think about. And we're, I'm working in a medium where that is so often... We pretend that we're like very civil, you know, this is a very civil democratic mm -hmm. medium when it's really like 
we're talking about with porn, it's a porn medium. Like, yes. it's a sick, you know, yes. behind the scenes, as we all know, some of it now, we don't know all of it, it is sick, twisted, dark, bully, sexual behavior behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. But the movies I like don't, you know, it does the opposite. I think it goes into a more, you know, what does it mean to be, to remove that sheen that shine and that sexuality from the the, the from because it's so not the truth the truth of in beauty the more the more ugly truth in in beautiful things that we appreciate and just other, that it's how the things the unanswered questions of everyday life of like what does it mean to see two sides of the same coin I think so actually mm-hmm. I think that's the secret We're both like don't lie to me period don't please don't don't give me something and I know you're thinking you know what you know what i mean like don't present me with it's about authenticity something that's fake because i think that's what you were kind of getting at with titan a little bit of like yes. it's just not it's, it's like look at me going crazy and that's what it is now because that's what i think of with bones and all he's bones like bones and all was so that he's like i'm look at these like look at sexy little timothy chalamet and taylor taylor russell, russell. i didn't find that movie said anything per- interesting or or deep. It was so mid. It was so surface. It was so... Because never got there. Like, the metaphors are right there. And right. it didn't even really go that far into didn't that. Even, I'm like, but it I didn't even go that far visually more. or violently. That movie was so, like... Thank God. The antithesis of Cronenberg. It's like, it's like, it's Cronenberg The antithesis you know of what I mean? trouble every day. Because thank God you had shown me trouble every day before. Hello, let's talk about the real all, cannibal movie. The real cannibal sex movie. Cannibals. Like yes, that's 100%. that's the, the girl. Yeah, <laughs> that's the girl. And it's like that was a long ass time ago. It was two thousand one. Was that so? Movie? Now it's like it's a thing of you know because Luca Guadagnino is a. That's not I'm gonna say it. Guadagnino. Luca Guadagnino is <laughs> a mainstream. Luca Guadagnino Gershon. Don't even put our her, favorite actress. Don't connect. Yeah. Period. Do not. Period. We love Gina's on the list. Have you seen? I have to. I just have to remind myself because we talk about Asias on. I think maybe I all three. I have not seen. Lover. I have not seen because that's his Cronenberg movie. That's his crazy fucked up sex movie. Yeah. And it's, getting back to him being able to do it all. Yeah. That but movie's so good. With bones and all, <laughs> for me, it was just like. Because the thing about Luca, I'm like I'm annoyed we're even talking about bones on this podcast, but I'm glad we're talking about it in the context of Titan. A bit of it being the because I don't know because Titan for me didn't fuck up fully because I think it's very specific to your knowledge and your depth of caring about that type of like yes all balls out subject matter. My standards for that kind of movie are high. I'm like you don't get to play around with those aesthetics for nothing, honey. You better be willing to. Put on your boots and went through, go through the mud. And I was Julia was just playing and flirting on through. It's just so sad because her first film really got it. Raw's good. Raw's great. And I think Suspiria is good. Lucas. Lucas. Thank Suspiria. you. I'm so glad I worshipped that movie. Yeah. Because <laughs> it, it didn't make sense. And that's why. Until you watch it like seven times. Of course. But for me, it's like when something is. Why like, you don't need it to make sense to enjoy it the first no. time. I sure didn't. I was just like something about that spoke deep into no, my soul. No, he was he wasn't really he was he had money to do something he wanted to do, I feel like. 
and he went a little crazy with bones and all. I was like, bones he's too mainstream at this point. Adapted by the same screenwriter, David Kaganich. It's crazy because I'm like, but Suspiria goes so by your brazy. Like, but here's can I get to why I think Bones and All fails? Well, the source material is a goddamn shitty little YA novel. For sure, all. sure, sure. But he can do whatever he wants. With I wish he would have. He's not scrubbed that and taken the concept, but because like that's why it's so weird and sanitized. You get he Timothy like jerks that guy off to completion in front of her. And he could have killed him before. And there's no... And then it just moves on. I was like, oh, wow, we're finally getting interesting. Never mind. Just as if that didn't happen. I'm like, damn, yeah. can't that alter the trajectory of the... Can't that but that's the, the difference between you and me because you think in that way of like, it failed for you because it didn't delve deeper into the craziness. Perversity. Or the, the perversity or also just the... Inter- that's a very interesting moment that's yeah. just kind of left in the ether. Yeah. But for me, it's... I felt edged. He calls it... He calls... It's like, it's all about the romance. Right? He wanted to tell it. But he can't do romance. Nugu Wadagino cannot do romance. Call Me By Your Name failed at the romance. Because the emotion... He doesn't achieve the emotion or the emotional chemistry between two people. I can't can't achieve that. It's already thing to say. He can't. But you love We Are Who We Are. That's the only time he ever achieved it. Okay, well. He slayed that. Um, it's not saying... I'm just saying it's not his forte. It's funny because that's what everyone seems to think. That's what... Of course, because everyone loves Call Me By Your Name and everyone is I loving Bones that. and all. Yeah, I know. And I am... Um, I can't be subjective. Wait. Sorry, I can't be... Um, listen to me. Okay. I can't be objective about Call Me By Your Name because the emotions of it were so it close to me that... I can't distinguish what the film gave and what I brought to the film. It's all the same. So I, I'm like, yeah. can't tell you. Because I was on the floor. <laughs> um, and that's what, because yeah. when a movie, and that's, people need to articulate that to themselves know, more. Right? Because when a movie hits you and you specifically, it doesn't need to hit everyone else. And it also no. doesn't need, you know, in fact, if it's hitting you, it, it shouldn't. And if it fucks you over, don't expect that it expect that it fucked everyone else over. Yeah, right. And don't be mad at other people for not having the same feelings you did. I, I I've been learning that lesson for a while now. Because I think clone clone clone. I advise you to go. We are who we are. The I still need to see it. You haven't watched it. Because the that is where it is the most he he. He hit. Because I think that's one thing that we Longer forget. format, you get to earn it. Yeah, but also, like, you don't always hit all the box. You don't always check all the... Like, making a movie is so random and messy. So, like, when you when certain things click, and with We Are Who We Are, that clicked in that way. I don't think everything clicked. It was, a, I think, it was one of the best miniseries I've ever seen. But... Wow. When that relationship, that core relationship, he pulled it off and he ended it beautifully because all these fucking miniseries don't know how to end anything. They're fucking losers when it comes to the endings. Sure. They, t- they tie us up in, uh, in beauty for six episodes and then seven and eight, they fall apart. So many of them, I can name names. Name. It's not even relevant, but Watchmen. Is the antithesis oh, yeah. of that? I mean, it's just the it is the example of that for me. I love I love that. The ending is trash. I love the, the ending is trash. 
But that's just me. Well, that's when your brain doesn't work as well as it should. Sorry, babe. Our brains can't always give us everything. You see some the leftovers? No. The leftovers I knew was, was good. Brilliant. To me, was good. that is the best ending to a, a, a long format thing that I've ever seen. When, but when you have your hands on Lost, The Leftovers, and Watchmen, and two out of the three fumble that ending. You, but you have to I admit so. that, okay, first of all, the world agrees that Lost fumbled that ending. That, that I've heard the statement. take that it doesn't. And guess who that take came from? You. Me. I love the ending of Lost. Like, it's perfect. I think everyone misunderstood it. Anyway. And also, but everyone, okay. that's okay. But on the other side, you're like the only one that thinks the one, like, everyone universally beloved the ending of Watchmen. Can I walk you through it? Sure. It's worse than the Lost ending. By far. But it was so, but it's, Okay. To me, Watchmen ended like this is this is exactly what we've been going towards nope. the whole time. No. Okay. No, we were building something really mysterious and interesting and let some of that stay mysterious. Mm. The way to achieve an ending like that, especially with a miniseries. Well it still gives you a what if at the end. Here's okay, here's the it it just answer the question. And he needed help. Because so here's how here's where it's some reason. This is a you? crash episode, and somehow we're talking about the Watchmen HBO miniseries. And that's why it's called Mush, because I'm sorry, <laughs> that's, that is the team. Podcasts are mush. Exactly. People talking for over five minutes is mush. Exactly. It doesn't matter. I know that my mother's, she listened to the first episode and she was like, well, I just kept being like, well, I want to finish. You never finished that thought. You, you went away from something and never finished it. I'm like, yeah, that's why you just keep listening, baby. We're, we're always going to be talking we'll about back. the same stuff. We'll come back. And the next episode, I have something I want to come back to, but not now. Okay. Um, but I also, your dad just followed us on IG. Huge. Glenn. That's huge. Um, can I, okay. Today, because I that's because today. I reposted the, the stories. Okay, really so cool. the Watchmen ending. Yeah. The reason. So there's a scene. Where Regina King, the more you do it, I think the less disgusted I get. He just burped because I don't think the listeners can hear that. They they saw it on the yeah. This, the viewers can see. The viewers, we have a different kind of relationship with the viewers. We do. I have not. Yeah, it's nice. There's so much more being exposed. Regina King runs into a room of what is the. KKK of the show and says, help. We need to go defeat Lady True together. Let's unite and defeat the true enemy who is Lady True. In what world? I don't remember. Exactly. Tell me how that's me, part of Tell me how that's the, part of Is the, the Dr. Manhattan thing. I don't remember that part at all. No, the Dr. Manhattan thing makes sense. They have Dr. Manhattan in the cage. How interesting. Because what... Why I think she goes into the we can talk about crazy cult led by that senator and it feeds into the disrespect of Hong Chao society's disrespect. But she's the Elon Musk character. That's who she's representing. Sure, but in what world where you are laying out, you're tying it to a real world event. You're tying it to the Tulsa race massacre, Mm -hmm. the Tulsa just straight up destruction and murder of of community and the strongest black community in America and you did a great job for a lot of that of tying in the reality to the surreal because history becomes surreal in certain ways 
things and science fiction-y, especially when it is controlled by... That's what made that show so good. The first six episodes are amazing. It did really, really profound, interesting, and worked in an adaptation way that we've never seen. Yeah. Except for Chris Rock's adaptation of uh, Love in the Afternoon or Chloe in the Afternoon. What? We can't... We, okay, Chris Rock remade Love in the Afternoon by Eric Romare. It's called I Think I Love My Wife. You've told me this before. You said it's Carrie an Washington stole Cole Masterpiece. It's one of my favorite movies of all. So are you saying that for episode five, we're watching that and then recording right after? Please. Okay, cool. Six. Should five. we... Five. You're getting ahead of yourself. Should we it. double feature oh. Love in the Afternoon? Have you seen Love in the Afternoon? Only half of it. Wow. Crazy thing. It was the first Romare film I ever saw. I was 18. I barely that remember it. I've seen all of the rest. You haven't seen it since? No. Okay, so we'll do those two. That'll be so fun. Sneak preview. (laughs) But anyway, so how do you build a show that's so built around race and then sloppily at the end have the leading black hero? That arc. It's insane. It just kind of stays floating in the air. But then again, could you have wrapped it up in any way and not made that? Absolutely. That's a sloppy yeah, mistake. They could have they could have easily um it's easy to complicate that on at the final note. It's pretty you can you can do that. Especially when they have deftly they've handled everything for the rest of the show. That's very interesting. And why do you need to team up? I don't know. I think like the thing that's more interesting if the lady true character were assuming she's an Elon Musk type. Mm-hmm. She's playing with the forces of nature is what How she's about doing. how about when someone is at that level of power and just can't be touched. It doesn't matter. You, you can't team up with white supremacists and take down Elon Musk. I can't believe I... D- like, I think that's what happened. What would have been more interesting is if she was just able I remember to... They, she, took, they took her down. I don't, I don't remember if that Lady she True, But she's not their friend at the end. Regina King's not friends with white supremacists at the scene. end. I'm going to show you the scene where she runs in and she's like, stop, stop, stop. This isn't what we should be fighting about, basically. Oh, we wow. need to go. She doesn't say that. That's like that's viral territory. That's like, oh my god. It ruined the show for me. Wow. It's a it's a four out of ten. Because of that ending. Wow. And because of that moment. How can you let something so sloppy get up? Get through fall through the cracks. I wonder when it's so when like, something feels like so that, tweaked. I wonder how much that's the creators and not this not this studio. That feels like an HBO. Uh, we have to. You have to end it like this for us to release it. You don't think so? At that point, after he had the success leftovers. of the leftovers, then again, success can... of the leftovers. No one watched it. It didn't get a single Emmy nomination ever. It was the critical darling. His cachet out, but it was that. niche. But Mark, like, think of Martin Scorsese, whose movies almost and never make money. He was didn't have full control over. He, he was kid collaborators on Watchmen. Yeah, I don't know. It just feels like. But he should have probably... I don't know. I can't say we blame him entirely for that, but it ruins the show for me. For sure. Something, yeah, that's, that's, that's fucking, without a doubt. That's a nightmare. Yeah. It's like, what? When something is so intricate, we have built, to We have to loop back to Crash somehow. Because <laughs> I do have, I have things to say. Because Crash doesn't... I mean... Well, because let's talk about what ends up being what feels like the thesis of that film. Yeah. Which... What, what a... What a first image and what a final image. Absolutely. Uh, and of course the... I knew maybe, he was going to pull maybe, off the ending. I knew it. Guess what? He always does. 
Because that's that man knows how to end a fucking movie. Because movies often will end four times, and the first ending or second ending was probably the best one. He always ends this with one. The I was first like, one. it's gonna end. And of course, the the it's the it first has the, fir- the first few you know we call the opening of the film. Yeah, ends with you know maybe ne- maybe the next one, but they're only talking about orgasm, right? Like. Oh, I thought she was gonna die on the next one. That's at the end. Oh, at the beginning, the first time he says maybe the next one, she says, "Well, did you, he says like, did you come?" She's like, "No." She's like, "Well, what about you? Did she come?" And he was like, "Well, no, we got interrupted." And she's like, "Okay, well, maybe the next one." But of course, the <laughs> logical endpoint of that kind of thinking when it's all about some kind of you know biological achievement was the ultimate final biological thing <laughs> was death. And that that final shot is even more interesting in that it introduces some of the besides when they walk through the woods at night to escape the cops, that's suddenly your nature and that's somewhat disorienting. Yeah. The only other time but it's dark and, and and they end up at the you know at the little cabin. The only other time is at the end when it's an island between a high two highways, but it's this green space. And she's gripping the grass. She's gripping the grass. And there's grass ground into her bloody hand. And they're just in this, like, Eden green pasture that it cuts to black as soon as you get the very edge of the road. Right? So basically it's just, it seems like it's a car in the middle of a field. (laughs) And finally it puts, it takes it back into the real world, into nature. At the just in the very last moment of of because the, because they're finally they finally kind of have calibrated their what the real the real like this this obsession isn't with sure the violent sexual release of the car crash but this this is a sexual obsession with death that is the, that is the end point of of where they get and, and where all these people get to edging yeah edging with death mm-hmm. yeah. And that she cries. She's the, she first she says, I think I'm all right. As if, wow, I'm all right. And then the second one is, oh, I think I'm all right. Like, Fuck. And that's when some of those tears. The tear comes out. But he's also, they're having sex while she's crying. Which is not the first time. That that's happened. No. No. My, this scene to me that uh, is the... Like, it's all built so perfectly, but the one scene that you could cut out and that's the essence of the movie is, would you put your penis in his anus? Because obviously, the words pussy, cock, like, all that, are, are completely out of the film. Dick, whatever, are not in the film. Even cunt. Thank God. Are not in the film at all. Thank it's God. just... Thank God. Penis, anus, semen. She says semen. You know, have you ever tasted semen? I bet his car smells of semen. It's all medical. Do you want to sodomize them? Yeah. They never... They don't say the word fuck as a sexual verb in the film. Once! It's all so completely removed... That's what's so strange. The imag- images can be pornographic. None of the dialogue is at all. It's clinical. And how they're, she's, they're, 
you know, back to, you know, back to back. They're not back to back there. What do you call it? Would you call that? They're facing away from each other, both looking in the same direction. And only achieving like the ultimate like they're only netting. Okay, so yeah, but they're fuck spooning. Um, I'm sure there's a name for it that we don't know. Yeah. I don't know these names. Um, but that... And that he doesn't answer, yeah. too. When she's asking all those questions, would you, would you, have you ever sucked a guy off? Which, of course, those aren't the words. Have you ever tasted... You said, have you ever tasted... Semen. A penis. Have you ever oh. tasted semen? So she just asked about circumcision, too. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's circumcised? Mm-hmm. Which is because the the question before that was his, his whole body's really scarred. Do you think his penis is scarred? And, and they both get off on that. And for a lot, which maybe he might see, not have here's it. here's that we, brings up the volcano of all the meaning behind like as far as sex. And then I shudder when she talks about when well, some character maybe Vaughn says um, that it's a car crash is not destruction. It's an impregnating act that you know something comes out of you know once you open that door that that. You know, what's beyond, what's what's a part of sex that if you take that part of it, you can push it further is some kind of like mutilation. Because there's some violence. You are entering the body. In any other context, that's a stab wound to the stomach. You know what I mean? There's something violent in that. And and these and it's so easy for, for us to, to get attached to just that element of sex right. and push it so far out of humanity and then of course connecting that with like pushing out of humanity to mechanical mm-hmm. you know and that they're also attached to their cars the, di- the amount of dialogue that's just like well wait, where's your car what did you bring well, I'll drive you you know it's, it's, which is and the entire exactly and the entire film takes place in cars and apartments <laughs> yeah it's like it's your Fast and Furious because it's just exactly. so, so car heavy. I mean, beautiful. The cars are beautifully. Shot talk about and the sexuality. It's gorgeous. Of the Fast and the Furious, Furious movies, as far as hello, there you go, right on the surface, hot girls in cars. Yeah, you know, it's in in explosions. It's all right there. And pretending cars crashing into other cars like that is. It's about family. Crap. It's family. Yeah, sure. It's all about family. It's all about Vin Diesel's back. It's all about Michelle Rodriguez's biceps. Those two things. And that's it. Period. And that's... Crash is a movie about why people go to see all the Fast and Furious movies and why they're all such a hit. You could say why we... Yeah, why we do it at all. Why we go to any movies... Most people. Not us. Not us. We're different. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I have to shout out my, my good friend, Olivia, for whom um, Crash is in her all-time limited few favorite, favorite, favorite films that are like personality films for her. And her, her big obsession as far as like the philosophy of the film and everything is, is the wound fucking, you know, like that just the takes big, it all the, the way. Big scar down the, the big old vaginal. He loves Cronenberg loves to make anything that's not a vagina vaginal. 
Yeah. He, in Videodrome, it's the slit in the stomach that becomes, he, he can insert videotapes into his stomach. And it looks like a pussy. Crimes of the Future, all those surgeries. There you go. Yeah. Everything. Um, and on and on and on. Uh, but that one, especially just the image of her revealing it right next to, and how, how uncannily it is so close to real sex, how bending over you could, you could reveal something that looks similar, and, but just because it's in the middle of the leg, you're like, <sighs> he almost, it's almost up for interpretation where he's, he's fucking her. It's the wound. It's the wound. It's the right placement, and she's we can imagine. she's acting different. She's like, and he he like licks the wound before sticking it. In. I feel like the wound gets him there. I don't think I gets think, him to start. I think Cronenberg wishes he could have been more explicit with that, but that he was like, well, I do want this film to get released. Well, he also didn't want to show any penises. Which we know. No, it's true. Sorry. That's actually he didn't. And and he because he's a straight man. Yeah, I think I think like like a lot of straight male. We hate penises, especially in the media. It's like it's like the whole thing of if we sh- if you show it, it doesn't hold any power anymore. It's it, it's it's just oh, it's just that little thing. It's not that special. Also, the thing it that takes, bugs me like the like, mystique that the mystique is going on between us when it's like, oh girl, come on. But also, it's so. I wish the way listen, that's my one note for Crash. It would have been if of course to become the best film of all time, penises. And the thing is, like, and to see Von's so, penis, it's so easy. Can you imagine what that would have done? It's to the so culture? easy to sexualize a man's body, regardless of if you're gay, straight, whatever. Like men's bodies, especially. The method regions, the penis, is absolutely sexualizable. Yeah. So the idea that, like, because when you see, like, I think of Euphoria as an example, when I see male oh. nudity, it's not sexualized. You know, the right, it's not sexy. It's very, like, matter of fact and, you know, disturbing or just like, it's here. We're going to do it because we're showing so many women's bodies. We feel like we have to show men's bodies. Yeah. But yeah. you just you don't even have, like well because this is the one thing this is the lie. one thing that is still the ultimate you cannot show that erect penis it's over you cannot but do you know who put them throughout his filmography and is still that's in films that are Ooh. still more radical than anything today Pasolini actors with their boners in so many of his God films. bless Pasolini dead ass God bless you Pasolini. Thank you for showing us the erect penises that we deserve. And with that, Euphoria could only show them in still images, which they did. But it's the, but the idea that a camera, a video camera, an actor not, would never, an, a mainstream actor in Hollywood. I, I mean, but then again, you go to you know what's a crazy instance I of doubt that? that? Hold on, you just need a director who's willing to say, "Let's do it." Well, here we go. Gaspar Noé's Love. Of course, never seen it. I have it in 3D. We can watch it in 3D. Um, That's actually porn, as um, you know. And it's pornographic, meaning that the actors are having real sex with their real bodies. There's real everything. That The lead actor, that was his first break. He's now acting in Hollywood. Of course. Which is amazing. It's 2026. And his big old, big old wang is the star of that film. It's crazy. But you know what's also cool about that movie is that Gaspar Noé puts his own hard cock 
in that film, and he ejaculates on camera, Gaspar Noé, in the film, like the actors do. Because he said that was part of getting people involved comfortable, because he, he was basically being like, like I'm going to show Chuck just eating much eating of a fistful of maggots yeah. with yeah. Christian Bale. Yeah. Like, I'm going to come down there to your level, and, and I'm going to be naked, too. And not only naked, I'm going to sexually perform on camera. Which, like, that's crazy that well, he did that. What's, what, is, what have we been getting at for a long time, you and me? The Hollywood and the porn industry, thick as thieves. Thick as it's not thieves. a mistake that they're in the same place. Period. And that they do a lot of the same things, and they're, they're just fucked up. You know, no more.